Welcome to 2023 and the first 2023 edition of the Business Exchange, How Business Works. The Business Exchange is brought to you by the American Business Council, the voice of American private sector in Nigeria. And for those who do not know, on this podcast, we bring in business experts to share insights on how business works with a deep dive into the biggest stories in business and policy. And we often get our guests to make very bold predictions across various sectors of the economy. My name is Margaret Olele, and I'm your host. Please follow us on Twitter at AB on Council underscore NG. And the hashtag to use is the business exchange, how business works. Yeah, this is the beginning of a new year. And, you know, with every new year comes new year resolutions, potential opportunities, but also potential anxieties and headwinds created by a lot of things around us, external, internal, well, mostly external. And and when we talk about the need to do business, we really need to watch out for these headwinds, you know, because they are critical in making great business decisions. Today, we are going to be addressing the issue of the global headwinds we should expect in 2023. In fact, I will say the global and local headwinds we should expect in 2023. And in a slightly different way from what we are used to in terms of the style of our podcast, we have a very special guest and some members of the American Business Council. Our guest today is Abayomi Olarimole. Abayomi is a partner at Veraki, where she leads the real sector business covering the energy, fast-moving consumer goods and cement industries. As Managing Director, Energy and Natural Resources for Accenture in Nigeria, she did business transformations for various organizations, designing business and local content strategies, market strategy creation and implementation, business performance improvement, and manpower development. She is a graduate of biological sciences with over 25 years of experience working with leading companies in the real sector. In fact, Abayomi just recently discussed this issue at the American Business Council Town Hall meeting, and it was very insightful, I can tell you. Abayomi, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Now, please, can you tell our listening audience what we should be looking at and what we should be uh, worried about in some way or excited about in some way at the global level? Um, starting with global, um, we are aware that there's a recession that has been touted. It's very likely that this global recession will happen this year, uh, starting from Europe. Um, the UK is already feeling the pinch. Um, the UK, the Russian-Ukrainian war has led to severe economic squeeze, which continues. There's been slow growth in China due to COVID. Um, Monetary policy continues to be tightened across countries. It is becoming increasingly difficult for many countries to repay their debts. Uh, We see this continuing. COVID-19 not only is here to stay, it appears that there's a resurgence and there are many more variants around now. And there's still a lot of flux around the energy market. With what has happened between Russia and Ukraine and what Russia has done with the rest of Europe, uh, gas prices are going higher. So the energy market is likely to stay volatile. And geopolitical tensions continue to 
will continue to be elevated. Uh, so we all know what's happening with China and Taiwan. We know what's happening between U.S. and Saudi and Russia and NATO conflict. So we see all of this continuing. If you ask me, which are the three that are most likely to have significant impact? I would say the energy market, the uncertainty in the energy market and the rise in um, gas prices. I would also say monetary policy tightening and uh, the issue of um, debt repayment and FDI into many countries in the developing world, um, and then global recession. I think these are the three major headwinds that we see and we think every business ought to be planning for. And uh, specific to Nigeria, what should we be wary of? On the local front, what do we see? Talent is a major issue. With everyone heading out and those who are not able to or who have chosen to stay a lot of them still have very low motivation motivation levels are quite low right now it hasn't been this low in several years uh the naira is staying weak will continue to be weak uh there's the uncertainty around elections and uh, the challenge with spending uh there's also the inflation that remains high, double-digit inflation that remains high and would stay high. Uh, the credit market is tight. Uh, insecurity remains um, a challenge. And there's a lot of stress with our fiscals. Uh, well, and in uh, very low effects, uh, our effects earnings have continued to stay low um, because of the floods. Um, Agric output is not as robust as it ordinarily would be. Non-oil earnings continue to decline. So it really looks like it's going to be a challenging um, season. I've mentioned the low agric output. So if I were also to pick the top four that give us some worries here, top four headwinds, I would say one of them is the low agric output and the uh, impact this would have on food prices and the fact that we see um the insecurity continuing um the weak naira is not going to change and honestly finding the right talent in the right numbers will be a challenge for many businesses um we will have to deal with this subsidy removal issue whether we like it or not we're confronted with it right now it's happening in electricity we, th we think it's going to happen with fuel too um, so we think these are the challenges that businesses will have to grapple with um, in 2023. Mm. So what should businesses be doing then, you know, based on all these uh, headwinds and the, the challenges that we are, we are seeing? So what should be done? Be aware of the risk and have a plan B and a plan C and a plan D. Because flux is going to be a certainty. Protect your supply chain. Just like we had it last year, um, we still have it now. Uh, disruptions to supply chain continues. Bottlenecks bringing in things. You import things, it takes forever to come in. Put in place a robust supply chain risk management framework. Um, put also put in place a risk marker, put in place or a risk dashboard, and let there be somebody actively in the organization who assesses this risk on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis and um, 
reports into management meetings or executive meetings so that um, alternative plans will may be taken made. Sorry, uh, removal of subsidy. We really have no choice but to bail the cat, I think. And um, there are a few businesses that are exploring renewable energy. Yes, it's expensive in the medium term, but they are doing it to buffer the shocks that come from supply disruptions and not so much because it's going to be a cheaper alternative in the short run. All right, at this point, we would open the conversation to two of our members, Womo Diverie of Donham Bradstreet. Womo is the country head of Donham Bradstreet in Nigeria, and Amaka Onyemelukwe is the director of Public Affairs, Communication and Sustainability for Coca-Cola. Womo, I think you should go first. Happy New Year, by the way. Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah, uh, thanks very much for the quick presentation. In spite of these headwinds, which industries would you say uh, will continue to thrive um, in spite of the global challenges and also the upcoming elections? Energy will thrive. So healthcare will thrive. So energy will thrive. Healthcare will thrive. Um, you see, we do need all the services, whether we like them or not. So energy, healthcare, financial services definitely will thrive. And even FMCG, FMCG, because we still have to eat whether we like it or not. Um, I mean, manufacturers will need to up their game when it comes to value re-engineering, making sure they give uh, the consumers what they have, what they want without the incessant uh, price increases every other month. Um, but people still have to eat. It's the reality of life. So I would say yes, um, FMCG financial services uh, following after healthcare and um, energy. Let me interject here. But I, I, I also want to find out, you know, how tech, ICT, you know, um, and as well as the entertainment sector, because these are areas that last year appeared, you know, pretty promising. Um, people would say um, anywhere you have businesses that are not that you don't have to go through the ports, um, and you know they seem like great opportunities. So, yeah. So we're all aware of what's happening uh, globally with the tech industry, and uh, also partly locally, I would say, and and that's also because um, there's less FDI coming in and uh, chasing every opportunity. So the FDI that is coming in is a bit more discerning. So there's less, there are less plush funds available and um, the funds they need for that step change uh, improvements, they need to take the businesses to. So yes, the tech industry will continue to move along, but it's not the boom, boom, boom of the last two years, I think, particularly um looking at fdi coming in global investors and even local investors are going to get it more conservative uh if you ask me entertainment entertainment will still grow i read somewhere was it earlier today about uh, the cinemas making was it six or 20 billion please forgive me i can't remember the exact amount and in my mind i was like oh that's that's small that's small it's not up to what a, a medium budget um, movie grosses on in opening week in North America. Um, 
I think the movie industry has not sufficiently scaled. There will continue to be activity, but it has not sufficiently uh, sufficiently scaled to the point where you have a lot of investment being poured into it, especially from outside, and this may limit the growth. Thank you, Abayomi. I would quickly go to Amaka. I see you have already sent a message on the chat box. Thank you so much, and um, really, uh, thanks for the wonderful presentation. So I actually had typed it in the chat box, but I noticed that probably we're not seeing the comments. So elections outcomes is a critical one that most of us are interested in, in terms of um, what will be the likely scenarios and, and also what be, should businesses be prepared for. And so I see I that some political sphere, but if I may say so, Wamaka, every four years we have the cycle where there are uncertainties around the election and there's a view whether there'll be continuity or if someone will be upstaged and activities, business activities kind of slow down between January and um, May. And right after that, we go back to business as usual. Um, I don't see anything now that uh, tells me that things will be different. Yes, there'll be a lull between now and May. Um, yes, um, everybody's rather passionate about this particular election. Um, whoever, whoever gets in, people will be unhappy, some people will be jubilating, but business will still slow down to watch what is going to happen. So January to June, you're not going to get a lot of traction when it comes to growth in the business space regardless of who comes in or stays. Um, that's, that's how much I can say. Well, I'm not a political seer. I, I really cannot call the election. <laughs> but I know that everyone is hunkering yeah. down. Every business should be hunkering down and getting in enough supplies um, uh, uh, because of the slowdown, because we don't, we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, yes, we know. There'll be some business as usual, but you don't know what's going to happen with supplies, you know, supplies coming in and everything. So just have buffer input materials so that you can continue to produce uh, if you produce. And if you have services, just make sure you have a pipeline of opportunities, a pipeline of clients that you have secured, a pipeline of talent to deliver. And um, that's what I see. Any prediction in this area? They're all promising the same things. And to tell you the truth, if I were in the shoes of any of the three of them, I will do not just what I promised, but what my opponent promised if I do come into power. We know what Nigerians need. All of them are promising to remove fuel subsidy. All of them are promising to address the FX uh, disparity, the disparity in rates. All of them are in, uh, promising to increase uh, revenue, particularly non-oil revenue. So they know the things to, 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 to do. They've all been advised by their advisors about what to do. So really and truly, they're promising the same things. And that's how it should be. Really, we're at a point where you do what the citizenry needs, regardless of who, which party you're in. So I, 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 I don't see that difference. Honestly, the difference is getting, it's getting more blood with each passing week, if you ask me. I would like to thank Abayomi once more for making our time, as well as our contributors, Muamaka and Womo. Thank you, everyone. I would say for this very insightful conversation that we, we just had. Um, as always, it's um, 
time for us to to wrap up sadly as i said worries nebulous but he who has questions and proof will not miss the way knowing what we may expect prepares us for our business decisions on this note we have come to the end of the show listen to our conversation as always on apple podcast and soundcloud and until our next podcast this is margaret olili yost signing off Thank you.